Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today on You Better Hear Me. I'm your host, Charlene McWilliams, and today I have the fantastic, wonderful honor of being with my friend, Reggie Smith. Coach Reg, as I call him. He is the founder of Are You Coached? Now, Reggie and I have known each other for years, and I mean years, as in decades. We grew up together in a small area in Southern Virginia, and it was country and rural, but it gave us great foundation for the people that we've grown into today, and I'm so proud of him and excited for what he's doing. So, Reggie, I want you to tell us a little bit about you, and then give us an idea of Are You Coached, what that's about where it came from. Absolutely. First of all, thank you, Charlene, for having me on your show. It is indeed a pleasure to be here today to share with you and your audience. Um, and as you've alluded to, yes, we grew up in a rural area. And I know for me is why I left, because I hated it then. <laughs> and I only go back to visit. Uh, typically day trips. But um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a thing for sure. So yeah, yeah so I am... Um, I left, you know, many years ago and uh, joined the military and that was fine and did well there, transitioned out into corporate America, got into engineering, uh, security engineering, information assurance kinds of things. And, and then learned I, had, learned I had an aptitude or developed a passion, I should say, for coaching or better yet for others. And coaching kind of evolved uh, into initially it was life coaching. Uh, mm -hmm. basically helping people navigate through personal and professional issues, but not any with any specificity. It was kind of based upon what the person um, had a concern around. And as time uh, progressed, I chose to focus more on relationship coaching, interpersonal relationships. Having had failed experiences, failed relationships myself, I still had a heart for others and wanted to help them avoid missteps that I had made um, via coaching, using coaching as an avenue to do so. And eventually became certified in coaching, which I am certified, I'm a certified coach, and formed, a, actually, let me step back. So prior to becoming a certified coach, I launched Are You Coached in, 20, in 2016. And Are You Coached is a relationship coaching platform geared toward helping individuals identify, participate, strengthen and sustain healthy relationships. Um, are you, yeah, thank you. Um, are you, are you coached comes from the, and it's, it resolves letter, letter or word to word. Should you choose to visit the website? Are you coached.com? And are you coached comes from asking a series of rhetorical questions. The first being, are you letter, letter focused? Are you purposeful? Are you evolving? And if the answer to one or any of those questions is no, then the next question you may ask yourself is, are you coached, right? So that's how we came to establish Are You Coached? And again, a relationship coaching platform intended to help individuals identify, participate, strengthen, and sustain healthy relationships. My clients are high-achieving professional men and women uh, who've attained many of their professional goals, but may not yet have the interpersonal relationship that best complements and or serves them. And that can be from a 
they're actually preparing for a relationship or in a relationship that they feel underserved and how they can uh, improve that situation or that relationship. So Did I you say under, underserved? In a underserved, yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah, underserved. <laughs> yeah underserved, because here's why, right? <laughs> that is, you, <laughs> relationships are a shared responsibility, right? And, Indeed. And in, in a relationship, there should be more than a modicum of selflessness. <laughs> it can't be, it can't exist with selfishness, right? right. So the idea is to uh, show up and be present as the best you, you can be for that relationship, regardless of the relationship. But in my instance, in my case, I focus typically on uh, romantic relationships with my clients. Right. This, that's good. So you're identifying, you said identifying, strengthening, and maintaining these relationships. Yeah. So it starts out with the identification of what a good relation looks, looks like or what that has been for you. And that's just understanding. And that's, that's based in values, right? You know, what do you value? Because what you value, you likely will assimilate to and or with, and that will be good to you right? But if your values or you don't know what your values are because it hasn't been modeled or you're not sure what's good for you and you find yourself in a space where it's like, man, this isn't working, then maybe it begins with the identification of what good is. And that, again, starts with the individual. Now, um, once you have been able to identify, now it's a matter of how do I participate in that? Because it's not, again, about what the other person is doing, but what I'm doing, I'm aware of what the other person is doing. And hopefully they are matching and or exceeding my effort because we both are organically growing and evolving. It's, it's a, it's a shared responsibility. That's the right. participation. Strengthening that goes to those areas that how can we be better? Those things that we do well, how do we continue to do well? Those things that we can improve upon, you know, how do we, how do we get stronger in those areas? Um, and when you move into from the identification to the participation to the strengthening, now we go into sustainment and just consistency, you know, checking in to make sure that we're good. And there are ways that I work with couples, not couples, I'm sorry, work with individuals. Um, something I coach on often is the design of a relationship. And that simply suggests how we interact. You know, design is, design can be something as simple as, um, I shouldn't say it's simple, but design could be, say you met someone and um, in, in conversing and getting to know, they share with you that they are habitually late. And you say, okay, no problem. And, you know, not a problem, but okay, I understand. And so you agree to meet out, right? And the first time, you know, mm -mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the first time they're late. They're late. Yeah. The first time they're late and, and they they show up as if nothing happened, right. They show up as they show up like, Hey, what's the big deal? I'm here. And you know, you're kind of like, wait a minute, I don't, uh, this doesn't work for me, you know? And so you ask the question and say, listen, um, we discussed a certain time and place to meet and you can't, although you came, you arrived late and you didn't even acknowledge your tardiness. And you wanted to jump into, hey, it's great to see you, blah, blah, blah. 
and didn't acknowledge it. And I don't understand that. It's like, well, you know, I mentioned I was habitually late. Okay. And that's fair. You did. So let's, we're talking about design. So let's look at a way that we can both make this better potentially for ourselves. So how about this? Going forward, should we meet out again or have any plans to meet anywhere together again? How about you let me know that if you're going to be late? Um, I prefer a phone call. Um, and if you're unwilling to do that, at least at least text me to let me know you're running late or that we need to push the time or something, some indication that you're not going to be on time. And a person says, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really good at calling people. Wow. Okay, these are things you're paying attention to. They're not deal breakers yet, but you're certainly like the flags are flying. So you say, <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell you what, how about a text? Now, what we're doing is we're moving towards agreement. That's why we're designing it in. See, I'm, I'm posing a challenge or a concern. I'm offering how a way to improve it. And the hearer, the person, other person is responding with, what they're willing to do, okay? So we know that they're habitually late. We know that they're not good at making with making phone calls. And so now it becomes, okay, I'll text you. And you say, okay, I can live with the text. So then what happens is now we have agreement, okay? So the next outing occurs, same thing, late, no notification. Um, they just show up. Hey, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. And you say, I'm sorry, sir, man. Um, listen, I thought we had an agreement, right? You said that you would no let me know if you were going to be late. Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Now, mm -hmm. that's no longer good. My bad. I'm sorry. Because here's, here's, here's why design is important. Design gives you two things. Design gives you agreement and it gives you accountability. And the reason that that's important is because once you've agreed on something, now I can hold you accountable to that thing we agreed, as can you hold me, right. you see? It's a foundational thing that I think if people did better, they could save a lot of arguments down the road from gaslighting, from, right. oh, you tripping, oh, you crazy, I don't know what you're talking about. No, sir, no, ma'am, we agreed to these things. Right. We discuss these things and we design them in design. That, also, yes, I'm sorry. I'll, I was going to say that is so good. And it, it, but you know what? It sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a it, lot of work. It is. But tell me what anything worth having is it. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It is. Work. It's, but here's the thing. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Right. It's a worthwhile endeavor because here's, here's why you would want to do the work, Charlene. Here's why. If you think enough of the person to even meet them out, don't you think enough of yourself to value your time and the things that matter to you? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why would you not have that conversation? That is good. And why would you not put in the work? I think that's what a lot of people miss in relationships is that it is work. It's yes. nice to have the warm fuzzies and it's nice to believe that you have a good thing and have it established, but you have to put in work in a relationship. 100%, 100%. And, it, and here's the thing, the reason that it's important to 
kind of acknowledge and, and pay attention to the work is because when the novelty dissipates and you become routine and normal to me, mm-hmm. and I become routine and normal to you, that's really when the work kicks in. Because you know why? See, because in when I first meet you, when you when we first meet, I'm likely excited about you. You're right. maybe excited about me. Here's a newsflash. It's the least productive you or I will ever be in the relationship. <laughs> we only focus on, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to share time with you. You may feel the same, right? And so once the novelty dissipates, now we've moved from fun and excitement and, oh my God, and the little butterflies, potentially, to choice. Because when it's no longer new and exciting, I'm now conscious, consciously and daily and sometimes moment by moment <laughs> choosing to continue with you. Especially <laughs> the time of Rona. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the time of Rona. And so, yeah, and, and this time especially, and I know that you, we're going to get into some of that a little later, but but yeah, there's some, there's some things that I, I have some thoughts around how people can navigate and check in and see you know, what's working and what's not and how, if there's anything else left to do here. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's start with this. And, and I, we've, we've both mentioned Rona, coronavirus. Yeah. And yes, 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 yes. Rona won't leave us alone. We need for her to no. go on about her business. But she yeah, won't. not, not, unfortunately not for the foreseeable future, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> future. So how do you, in this time, in this challenging time, how do you start a healthy, substantial relationship? Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. It's possible because there, there are ways and means to meet people. I mean, there are many, obviously, dating sites, you know, eHarmony, Match, and it's a ton of them. I don't know them all. I'm, I'm on none of them. So I can't say I can speak to any of them uh, and, and, and with knowledgeably, I should say. But yes, I, there's, here's, here's why it's, it's possible. It's challenging, but possible. Now, of course, virtually, Right. You can FaceTime. You can, I think, uh, Samsung or Galaxy or Droids use Duo. Um, mm-hmm. There are ways that you can see the person that you may have met online. There's ways to get to know each other, even though you may not be able to physically be in the same space um, at the time. And it's a good way to filter. It's a great mm-hmm. way to filter using virtual mediums, because, yes, you're taking time, but you're taking that time in the comfort of your space, not going out of your home, risking you know, exposure unnecessarily with somebody that may or may not be, that may not be worth it or hasn't proven that they are. Um, so you can use it as a, as an ally, quite frankly, uh, to the dating uh, tools of using the virtual tools that are available. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, the technological tools that are available, you can use them as an ally and to your advantage to truly get to know someone um, before you decide that you want to physically meet out, because I know a lot of people are meeting out now with uh, open air restaurants, eating outside, outside seating or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. so there's, there's people are getting together. But what I'm saying is before you make the decision to meet out, there's ways to connect virtually to determine if meeting out even makes sense. Right. So, yes, right. there's ways to do this. And I, be- I fully believe that this is it's possible to start, strengthen, and sustain healthy relationships right now. Well, that's because promising. Yeah. Yeah, that is very that's promising really and it's helpful. And that, that filter that you can put on, like you said, technology has given us an opportunity to put a little bit extra layer of 
security into it. You know, you're not yeah. detecting. You can actually see somebody and see their idiosyncrasies, see if they're they're, they're they got bad chewing habits, whatever the case may be. That might rule right. them out. You can see exactly. all that before you. <laughs> exactly. From the waist now, below. Now in, fairness, in fairness, you know, you're going to see, you're still going to get the representatives. So we have to be honest, right? Okay. You're still going to get representatives because if I know we have a virtual date or FaceTime date at 7 p.m., of course, I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm good. I look nice. My place is wherever I'm, wherever I'm shooting from or broadcasting from, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm smart enough to make it look like, hey, you know, I, I tidied up this space. But the real thing is, over time, you want to see how comfortable the person is. I'm not saying date one. I'm saying, yeah, make sure your space is there, is 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 clean and tidy and neat because it's a part of your it's a part of your presentation. No differently, oh, no different. If you were to meet them out, you're not right. going to go out unkempt, right? You're not going to look sloppily. So you don't want to present that way if you are on virtually either. But more than that, more than that is the things you can't see over time. You know, are they willing to walk around while they're doing stuff and living their life in their home? You know, mm -hmm. like you're, you're, you're familiar. That's when you get to see those additional things. But initially, it's going to take time. And and, and people, quite frankly, the, the initial date or initial dates haven't earned that, that, that access to your space yet. That's right. why it's important to stay in one space for a little bit of time before that, you decide to be out of it. That is really good advice because people do tend to walk around sometimes and it's a little disconcerting when you're trying to focus on the person and have a conversation with them. Depending on how you communicate, it can be a little discombobulating to have somebody walking around their house and you're trying to talk Big to distraction. Them. And at the same time, you're trying to look and see what they, you know, what's going on in a cupboard or what of course. <laughs> Somebody, of course, of course, course, of course, of course, yes, all true, all true. You got no one, <laughs> and not always focus on what you're saying. I'm gonna be looking around your house, exactly, exactly. But, but right. it's good to know that you can start a healthy relationship in this time, and, yeah. and for those people who are already in a relationship, I know you've okay. heard on the news and on shows about how people are in such close proximity and how mm -hmm. husbands and wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, partners have been spending so much time together. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and, and it's done a number on people's lives, this, you know, being so close to one another. Yes. What, yes. Both positively and negatively. Mm -hmm. so what are three of the top things that people should be aware of about their relationships right now and I'm, I mean to say what they might not expect or what can they expect out of their relationship that they might not have thought of in other times? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I would say, Charlene, it starts with, first of all, evaluating and assessing what has happened. Because sometimes we don't know what we don't know until we know. Meaning it was there was nothing leading up to the pandemic that would have revealed and or exposed behaviors, attitudes, temperaments prior to because people were leaving their home each day and they're going off and then they come home and they spend a limited amount of time. So you go from a limited amount of time, which was once your normal, to an, an inordinate amount of time, which is your new normal. And that transition emotionally, mentally, and quite frankly, even physically can be challenging. 
So I think it first begins with evaluating and assessing, okay, what has happened? You know, can we get our arms around this? Can I get my arms around how I feel? Can your person get their heads around how they feel? Um, do I care as much? Do I love you as much? Do we love each other, this relationship enough to work through this? Or have I allowed things or have we allowed things to grow so out of control that it's no longer salvageable? I think there's some initial questions that have to really be uh, looked at and thought through before you can determine the way forward. Right. Right. Um, because because a lot may have been lost because here's a problem when tempers flare because you're in close, close proximity. Sometimes things are said actions are uh, executed that sorry doesn't fix mm. or can't fix or can't repair. And mm. so they may be some situ some relationships, unfortunately, may be irreparable. But then there are others, like you said, alluded to that are thriving. And so I would say that if in a committed relationship and your relationship became strained or has become strained due to the pandemic, um, there's some important things to consider. And I would say, again, examine where you can be better, better individually and together, mm -hmm. right? Because any relationship is, you, it's a, again, shared responsibility, but it's an individual responsibility to, because that's all you can do to make sure that you show up and be present and do your level best for the relationship success and not take the position of justification for bad behavior because you don't like how you're, you're treated or what someone said to you and you said nothing about those things. You made no effort to talk about those things. You made no effort to discuss. And so you let your frustration win out over a conversation and that's not ever gonna end well. Mm. Um, so it's important to have those conversations. So how can we be better individually and together? I would also say, look at what we do well, right? right. What, did, what have we done well in this challenging time? You know, what has this challenging time shown us that we could do better and we could improve, right? Maybe we need to communicate better. Maybe we need to, um, we need to be more intentional with how we talk with one, talk to one another, how we, sh how we share and exchange information. You know, maybe it, may, it, it caused us to grow stronger because it wasn't us against the world, but we had to make sure that we are good. And we right. really got to see how very much we care about each other or how very little we care. Mm. So and that's scary. That's a scary thing to confront, right? At any time. But it's, I think it's yeah. especially scary now because you think of the ramifications of realizing I've put a, invested a lot into this relationship that I'm now going to end during these very uncertain times. You talk about getting tested. You, people were getting tested for everything else. Now you add the Corona test on top of it. So you, you get to vet people at a different level. So yeah. people think about it like that too. I, just, you're absolutely right. It's, I, but here's I, the thing, change is hard. Yeah. Change is hard and, and it requires courage. See, That's good. there are people who stay in bad situations or situations that are no longer fulfilling because they feel trapped. Mm-hmm. And to your point, things have gotten extreme. You know, I don't know for certain. I haven't seen any statistics, but 
I've heard stories, and again, I, I would I can't corroborate and I can't confirm. So I, you know, but I've heard some really bad situations, heard of some situations, I should say, that have come to light as a result of of Corona, of COVID, and um, mm. and people in their relationships failing um, tr- significantly. So, and people, you know, physical harm. You know what I mean? These I'm talking right. about abuse, like physical abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, because people don't have not learned coping skills. Mm-hmm. They haven't learned to communicate. They haven't learned to share. And 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 so frustration manifests in abuse. And it doesn't have to get there. That's why I said, you know, it's going to reveal what you really have or it's going to expose you for who you really are and how you really feel. The rev- so so you uncover and or discover what you have or what you don't, Mm. but you still have a choice. And that's the thing I want to stress. Each person has a choice. You don't have to stay in that situation. There are ways to move. You just got to be, you got to be intentional. You know, I go back to what I said about, are you the brand, right? It's, are you focused? Are you purposeful? Are you evolving? Not less about evolution, but focused and purposeful certainly come into play when faced with difficult times. Right. Oh, that's good. Reveal or expose you. That's what yeah. these times are going to, you know, it, it's like a diamond being made and a diamond is made under pressure. Correct. And Correct. people either rise up and show who you're going to show who you are either way, whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad, but you will show who you are. In, in pressure situations. And I think that more and more people need to have the courage, like you mentioned, to make those uncomfortable realizations. And if they want to have successful relationships, not only with other people, but with themselves, they're going to have to make some difficult decisions and do the work. 1,000%. That's heavy. 1,000%. But, it, but it's in love so- as well. I'm sorry, Charlene, I missed that. Would you repeat it, please? I said it's it's enlightening as well. Excellent. Excellent. No, I'm I'm happy to hear that because we we don't again, we don't know until we know, right? And it's one thing to have a a thought about something that doesn't touch you personally, because we can have an idea around how we believe we would execute and move in a certain space or difficult time, but the reality is we don't know until we're in it. And right. And I think that's the exposure that I'm talking about. It's um, it exposes what you don't have or reveals what you do. Mm-hmm. The exposure is, ah, dang, I thought we were loving, but we really don't like each other. That's exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Revealing is, man, we really were solid. That's awesome. I thought we were good, but I see we are, we both see we are really good. That's the revelation. Right. The exposure is not necessarily a good thing. And and the exposure might mean that you have to do some work. Yeah. Not that it's the end of the road. Not that you're you you want to give up on each other, or you it's so bad that you have to give up on each other. But you might have to do some work, and that is okay. I think people need permission to to make the decision that it is okay mm-hmm. to confront something that's not good and work on. Absolutely. 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 So, and, yes, I'm sorry. 
No, go on. No, I just wanted to say, again, it requires courage. It requires you're saying, hey, you know what? Like you said, it's not the end of the road because if it is salvageable, and the reason that you make that choice, right, is because you still love the person, even though they may have been during this time of strain unlovable, but you still love them because they were unlovable for a moment, but the love continues. Right. Which is why you can you make the choice to stay and to work, but that needs to be matched and or exceeded. It can't be a one-way street because you will be frustrated. You can't do it alone. Again, shared responsibility. Right. And and you'll be resentful. And that will manifest in a relationship as well. In spades. In spades. Absolutely. So what are what you've zeroed in on so many key points here, Reggie. And so that's why I'm so excited that you came on my show. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Sincerely, this is great. I'm so proud of you as well. Let me just say. Oh, launching your podcast. I think it's long overdue and welcomed in this media space. Yes. You are so kind. See, this is how we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help each other along and encourage <laughs> each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I, before I you know, wrap up and, uh, and then I let you go, I did want to zero in on a few key things that okay. people should and can do to make sure that their relationships are healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have some thoughts on that. And I would say I have three. Three, okay. three points. Um, the first is to be clear about what matters to you in your current relationship. If you're if you're in a relationship um, or if you're considering a relationship, it's important that you are clear about what matters to you. I refer to those as care abouts. Um, number two, honor your values. But in order to honor them, you must know them. Number three, establish clear boundaries that protect your mental and emotional well-being. And if you're not sure how to do those things, um, I highly suggest you get with a coach (laughs) to help you do that, to figure that out. Because I'm telling you, there's value in working with a coach to help you kind of recalibrate, refocus, and redirect your efforts to get a desired result versus a less desired result. But it starts with you, the individual. Indeed. Coach Reggie, I am so glad that you were able to join us and, and, and give us this information about relationships in general, and especially during these challenging times. And Absolutely. Uh, the thing that I want you to hear today, I want my audience to hear today, is to understand that they have choices and to Mm -hmm. be clear in their communications with their significant others and Mm -hmm. to know and respect their own values and and establish some boundaries. So Mm -hmm. once we know those things, I believe that we can have better, stronger relationships that are more fulfilling for everybody involved and everybody can be happier in the time of Rona. Mm -hmm. after we can have solid relationships that's what i want people to know today fantastic fantastic thank you so much once again for joining me on on my podcast on you better hear me you've given us a lot to hear and i believe you're going to help some people and if you want some additional help from coach reggie feel free to visit his website are you coached that's the letter R, 
the letter U and coached.com. Reggie, thank you once again. You're very welcome, Charlene.